Good Thursday morning, I'm Jake Sherman, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It is Thursday, August 18th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Elise Stefanik is running for leadership. Number two, is Alan Grayson coming back to Congress? And number three, Democrats eye new disclosure requirements by Supreme Court justices. Let's get into the mix. The number one story of the day, Elise Stefanik, who's been a member of House Republican leadership for uh, a couple of years now, since Liz Cheney was ousted. Speaking of Liz Cheney, um, uh, she is going to run for leadership. Now, there had been some thought that she might go to the Education and Labor Committee, Education and the Workforce under the House Republican majority. Um that is not happening anymore. Um, she's going to run for whip or Republican conference chair. That is a um, that is she hasn't made her decision up yet, according to sources closest to her. But she has uh, uh, two decent options. I think the Republican conference chair option is the best option for her. Um, she's not going to have much. She's the incumbent, number one. She's not going to have much. She's. I can't imagine she'll have a serious challenger. Uh, there are other lawmakers who have expressed interest in the job. Byron Donalds, Mike Johnson, Ashley Hinson. Um, all of those people probably, I'd have to guess, would not run against an incumbent. Now, let's talk about the whip race for a second. Quite crowded. Tom Emmer, Drew Ferguson, and Jim Banks are all considering a bid. Um, and uh, uh, Emmer, let's, let's actually start with Ferguson. Ferguson has hired some uh, high-profile staff, which kind of made him made people think he was serious about the leadership path. Not going to pass judgment on whether he could win at this point. It's way too far away. Jim Banks has tried to play up his Trump ties. Now, the interesting thing here is Emmer. Emmer is the current NRCC chair. He was the NRCC chair last cycle. If they win the majority this cycle, um, the uh, that will be two really good cycles for Emmer. And it'll be difficult to keep him out of leadership there. Um, in my estimation, uh, it's always difficult to keep somebody out of leadership after they've won a, um, after they've had two successful cycles. Now there've been, there've been some, um, <laughs> there've been some notable examples, uh, of people not getting into leadership after, uh, NRCC chair being a success, a successful NRCC chair. But anyway, um, this is going to be this dynamic. I just want to make it clear. Um, this is not going to shape up completely until after the um, after the election. I mean, there, there will be a lot of chatter about it in September, um, but there's no real incentive for people to make permanent and firm decisions for a good while now. Number two story of the day is quite a doozy from Max Cohen, our um, uh, great colleague and great reporter for us. This is the race to fill Val Deming's seat in Florida. Maxwell Alejandro Frost has a bunch of endorsements. He is a young 25-year-old first-time office seeker. He has the CPC, the Congressional Progressive Caucus, Congressional Hispanic Caucus, Bold Pack, Elizabeth Warren, and other progressive figures. He has their endorsement. But... This is a 10-person field in which Democrats are increasingly concerned that Alan Grayson, yes, Alan Grayson, uh, uh, former congressman, uh, interesting guy, uh, could get in, could find his way back to Congress. There's a this is a fractured 10-person field that also includes former um, Congresswoman Corinne, Corinne Brown, a convicted felon who spent time in prison. 
Um, and uh, there are just as a lot of concern that that Grayson could make his way back in. Now, interestingly enough, and you got to go to the newsletter to check this out. There is a there, a mailer that Alan Grayson has sent out um, where he has quotes from Barack Obama, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden saying nice things about him. Now, these quotes are are many years old. Uh, it said I Pelosi said, I love Alan Grayson. Biden said, we owe you one, buddy. Uh, Barack Obama said he's an outstanding member of Congress. These are very old quotes. Now, um, uh, Pelosi hasn't endorsed in this race, and neither has Biden, of course, and neither has Barack Obama. But um, Grayson said, defended this in an interview with Max Cohen yesterday, said that Pelosi chooses her words very kindly, very carefully, rather. Um and and Grayson is is knocking Frost for being too young. Now, just an amazing story that you should check out in Punchbowl News this morning. Number three story of the day, the Stock Act. We've been following this very closely. The House Dems are eyeing strengthening the, the Supreme Court disclosure rules uh, as part of their Stock Act uh, uh, reform package. This is a package that is going to uh, make it against the rules for members of Congress just trade stocks going to force them to to divest their portfolios um, in uh, in if they come into Congress liquidate or put into a blind trust now Pelosi Nancy Pelosi the speaker has said many times uh, that she wants the Supreme Court to live by more strict rules when it comes to uh, when it comes to how they trade stocks and their potential conflicts of interest. And fair enough. I mean, it's not that crazy to say that. Uh, they they have, Congress sets the law. So they have to, so it's, Congress, it's incumbent on Congress to get this done. But um, the, uh, they just haven't done anything yet. So as part of this package that's going to tighten the rules for uh, members of Congress, Pelosi and some other Democrats would really like to tighten up the rules for the Supreme Court as well. One more quick bonus story this morning. The Cook Political Report with Amy Walter has shifted the Pennsylvania Senate race to lean Democrat. That is the race between John Fetterman and Dr. Oz, Mehmet Oz. Um, the Cook Political Report said the most probable change now in the Senate might be a net change of zero or a GOP pickup of one or two for uh, uh, the Senate. That is a way different thing than um, uh, they said at the beginning of the cycle, which was, or what they thought at the beginning of the cycle, which was that the Republicans would flip the Senate. They'd put that odds at more than 60%. Very interesting, crazy political climate. And with that, leave us a rating and review. You could subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.